Welcome to the Pinch Music Podcast, episode number 74. I'm actually a little bit surprised by the pick that you put as the intro music since it's so like down. It's also not one of the newer releases from Radiohead. It's one of the older ones, which I'm not sure if you knew that or not. Um, and <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm listening... <laughs> what even, a dig. Haven't even introduced what us yet. You know, dig. What's fu- you know what's funny is that I've been thinking as i like listen to some of the old podcasts and i'm like oh wow i make fun of nick all the time and i'm always like mean to you because you don't know stuff and i was like i'm gonna try really hard not to be mean and the very first thing i do is is dig on you i feel like this happened in another episode and it was just you were gonna try not to swear it's impossible not to though it is a look radiohead came out with they re-released basically um kid a and amnesiac which are two of their most uh, famous albums but then also along with that was a third disc per se yeah. um which is you know unreleased material from that time period yeah. so why is it weird that uh kid a was here because it's already been released i'm saying like but you know in the not- context of this episode why is that which we weird? haven't even <laughs> talked about yet we haven't even the, the listener doesn't even know what the i mean i'm sure because no the but title, i'm saying but- it's weird because because why not put one of the newer things on there that we've never heard before. Mm-hmm. So, give me your rush now. So, hi everyone. This is Nick Angelo, by the way. Thanks for the intro, Scott. Oh, Dynamite. sorry. That bird who loves to hit windows, <laughs> Nick Angelo. So, we're doing a 2021, I don't want to say recap or anything. We're just talking about the music that came out this past year and we that that's it. That's 2001 episode list as we, you know, draw this year to a close 2021 2021 as we draw to a close as uh, we put the big playlist which you can find in the show notes all our playlists are on spotify under pinch music podcast playlist you can follow along there so we put this giant playlist together of all the music that came out this past year and scott put this entire album on the playlist let me repeat that scott Put this entire <laughs> album on the playlist, and as an intro, I always like to have some sort of intro and outro that makes sort of sense to the whole feel of the of the episode. And this is the reason why, because I know we've talked about this song before, and I know it's come out in the past, but since it was on this album that was released in 2021, and Scott put it on the playlist. No, but now I why not a- put one of the new ones on though? Because it's just an intro. We're not really getting into it. Oh, it's not just an intro. We're just we're it's kind, we're the setting the tone. The intro is everything. We're setting the. T- it's not jazz, Jim. <laughs> well, yes, it is by by definition. Jazz is everything. Yeah. I guess you're right. You very, valid point. Yeah. Yeah. But Nick, the, Nick is clearly con- trying to rationalize why he did this. I'm not rationalizing anything. Yeah. Why not just admit that you well, didn't know why, it was one of the newer songs? Why? No, because we've talked about this song before. You're going to lean into this, aren't you? Yes, because you're completely wrong. You're the one who put it on the playlist. Not the episode playlist. You put this entire if I, if I album <laughs> on the bigger playlist. Of course I did. Yes. But? that That was supposed to be music that came out in 2021. It did come out in 2021. Okay. So what's your point? My point is, it's for the for showcasing the songs that came out. You put one that you haven't heard before. Then you anyway, shouldn't have put the entire album on. All right, fine, fine. You're right. I know I am. I don't think you are though. I think you're wrong. I think. I think. But anyway, I thought we first of all we did 2021, but I thought it was year in review. So you, I guess we haven't really fully talked about what we were really doing. We we're just kind of saying 2021. But for me, at least. I was kind of putting out the year in review, like 
some of the stuff that came out that I personally um, really enjoyed that came out in 2021. Yeah, I mean, everyone has their Spotify wrap-up, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's music that came out this past year. It's whatever the hell you've been listening to in your algorithm. And, you know, it's it's neat for what it is, but we wanted to focus on things that came out or were released in 2021. And a lot of times it's easy for us to be like, eh, new music sucks, and then you do something like this. You're like, oh, my God, there was a lot of really good new music that came out. So this is always a kind of a cool year-end thing to do about the new music that came out that we were listening to. And I know the songs that I put on are all all brand new songs that came out in 2021. And um, a lot of them are older artists that kind of resurrected themselves or brand new artists that I just found out about this year. So it's a it's a little it's it, it's a lot of fun. it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed going back and remembering what I was listening to all year long and i i the the three songs in the episode that i i picked are i don't know i think they're um very very interesting for um how'd you go about it jim um i tried to find mostly music that i wasn't actually aware of yet um there were there were a couple albums there was one album i went to that i did put on the main playlist um which is Hiromi's silver here we go again loves her um which is incredible it's a COVID album very cool one of the few albums that i I thought there would be a lot more like interesting art and music coming out of COVID. I don't think there has been that much because we're really really not through it yet. We're not ready to reflect, I don't think. So that was one of the things I did think was kind of great that came out of COVID. It was reflection on isolation. But um, besides that one, I tried to find music that I, I wasn't actually aware of. So a lot of artists I didn't know are on there. Um, s- some artists I do know, but I wasn't even aware of some newer releases. Um but yeah, for the ones that I chose for the actual episode, it was two artists that I had no familiarity with, one that I have a little bit of familiarity with, but had no idea about this release. And it was it's really, funny. I was really impressed with it. I was going to ask that question to you guys is, did you find any gems that you weren't aware came out in 2021? And uh, some of my picks, I found a bunch because I went, I went and I was like, what albums came out in 21, uh, 2021? And obviously there's hundreds of albums that that came out on labels obviously there's more <laughs> that are not on labels and stuff like that but you know some of the bigger stuff and i was like wow there's some artists that i really like that came out with music and i didn't even realize and we'll get into that stuff should we mm-hmm. start sure let's do it i'll be taking flowers to the cemetery of my heart for all of my lovers in the present and in the dark Every anniversary I'll pay respects and say I'm sorry For they never stood Chances if they could when no This is Strangers by Nature by Adele uh, of her new album 30 which this one actually came out what two weeks ago something like that um yeah, pretty recent and i absolutely love this song i think it's really intimate i love the roads on it and uh you know if you know the roads when you hear it you're like oh yes the roads it's such a warm beautiful sound the rest of the album isn't like this the rest of the album is a little bit more poppy a little bit more 
uh, up tempo and stuff like that. So I thought it was really mm-hmm. interesting that the first song off the album was really this kind of mellow, sort of intimate vibe. And yeah. it's just, her voice is just incredible. I didn't even realize that her album titles are her age. Did you really? know this? Yes. I like didn't know that. <laughs> I, know, I know very little about Adele, but I know that. Um, <laughs> but it's really interesting that she makes the albums the her age when she wrote the albums and and yeah it's such it's a cool like thing a reflect, they're all like reflections on her own life basically that's, yeah. that's her music yeah i mean she's just such a great talent i love most of everything she does i mean you know some of the popular stuff i don't really relate to as much but i do definitely respect what she's doing and these types of songs in particular i when it came out i texted it to heather i was like oh my god this is such a great song mm-hmm. you got to check this out um yeah i mean this came out a couple weeks ago so obviously it makes the 2021 playlist i decided to put albums on now you guys are all fucking making fun of me because i put on albums which i didn't think was that crazy jim was like this is an unlistenable because playlist. I, no one's gonna sit to, I, I like if it's what a review no of 2021 oh yes you listen I am to your somebody. own fucking picks wow i didn't listen um, to my own picks i put on the entire playlist and i put it on shuffle can i tell you something the reason that i put on albums yeah. and you guys didn't even ask is because because it's okay I put on albums because it's 2021 year in review. And I think when somebody comes out with music, most of the time now people, you know, most of the time people are releasing albums. Hey, Adele has a new album. So I decided, hey, I'm going to respect the artist and the fact that they put out an entire set of music, entire set of songs that, um, you know, should be respected as like an album, you know, and rather than just here's one song. Because they've released an album this year. They also release singles, though. Of course, they release singles, mm-hmm. but usually with that with that single comes an album, right? right. So you have the single, then you have the album that comes out. Mm-hmm. And I'm, for me, I was just like in an album mood. I'm like, hey, you know what? They all came out with albums. I want to sit and listen to all these albums mm-hmm. rather than the songs. And I, I'm telling you right now, go to the larger playlist, which you can find on Pinch Music Podcast playlists on Spotify, and put it on and listen listen to all of it i know it's whatever like 48 hours of music but you know <laughs> well i, I put on a it's couple, only two days i i kind of jumped on that bandwagon too and put on some albums that i really enjoyed um i don't necessarily know like the songs that i put on this episode no that's not true uh yeah but here's but here's the question though scott overall though you're not a huge fan of 30 as an album right because it's a little popular uh, I, I mean, I think it's too soon to know because I've only listened to it for what you know a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. Um, but generally, yeah, I mean, I think you know I tend to skip a lot of the songs that are like on the popular side. But that's kind of in general, I like the more like you know, uh, ballady, more introspective type songs in general with my music listening. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but. Uh, for sure, I definitely relate more to this type of song than I do the popular stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not a huge Adele fan. Like, it, I don't think she's bad, and I don't like dislike her. I just it's not music that I'm ever really listening to. Um, so I res- I respect her, but I will say we were we referenced her not too long ago. We were putting together the Christmas album, which is out now for everyone. Merry Pinchmas. When we were mixing it, Scott, remember when we were. Uh, we were listening to it, and we, we were talking about the breath. You can hear the singer's breath, and you are always telling me it has to sound natural, and you breathe 
So it's not, you can't just edit out the breath. And I was like, well, but this seems a little bit loud. And we were like kind of going back and forth. And we were like, I said, put on an Adele song. And you put it on. And I think it was this song maybe. And you could hear her taking the breath. And like, it's a natural thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. And it's something that it's like. Now all you hear is breath. Now it's all I hear and is breath. Which, usually, which, which drives me insane. Uh, but it's one of those things that you never really pick up on until you're actually making your own thing. And then going to Adele to reference that, I think, is a good. So, like, my point is, like, I'm not a huge fan of Adele, but I respect her enough to reference her in what we are doing here in the studio. That is uh, Lingua Ignata, with the song is Repent Now, Confess Now, off her album Sinner Get Ready. So this was a totally new discovery for me of musician, song, album, etc. So first of all, Lingua Ignata means unknown language. So, um, you know, basically she's a musician. She intersperses a lot of really kind of deep old world religious imagery in her songs um as you might be able to tell from the titles you know um repent now confess now and the album is called sinner get ready so she's basically um she's she's from la lives in la now and then you know in the middle of covid she went deep into rural pennsylvania you know sort of to this old world, you know, old other world from L.A., right? Sort of to reconnect to American roots and Puritanism and all that. Scranton? Way, way deeper rural Amish. than Scranton. Um, yes, more like living in the Amish country, but she didn't even say where she went specifically. Um, she grew a beard. She grew a beard. But her her whole background is she was raised Catholic. Um, she became like a cantor in the church at the age of eight and was like really deep into it kind of became an atheist and then has a very like renewed interest in the whole thing and it's hard to say if she's actually religious or if she just has a deep interest in it but she takes themes of like it's like really it's not like modern religion like we see it now where it's kind of something in passing even i'd say to like a real evangelical christian it's a big thing but you know in early america to the pilgrims and the puritans it was all encompassing every movement of your life was surrounding like trying not to be a sinner, confessing and, you know, giving praise to God. Um, but, and I think she uses that basically as a metaphor. Pretty much how I live my life. Yeah. You know? Clearly. Um, just I'm a fucking Puritan. Yeah. You know totally. what I'm saying? Yeah. Ab- absolutely, Scott is a Puritan. <laughs> that's going to be the Did new, you know that, that's Jim, gonna be the new shirt in 2022. <laughs> I'm a fucking Puritan. fucking Puritan. That's a good one. Jim, are you, yeah. uh, did yeah. you know this artist before? Is no, this a new no, discovery? totally new discovery. Huh. Interesting. So, I'm going to listen to this yeah, shit. It's really, I wish you put the whole album on. I'd listen to the whole well, album. Well, you know, <laughs> see, what I thought is give a little sampling of the music and you say, oh, I'm going to go listen to that whole album by choice. Well, that's not because well, I'm being forced to. That's a good. That's good. You're not I, being forced to why, do it. Why did you? I mean, there is always the skip button. Uh, why 
Did you pick this song though? Is this the one that gripped you the most, or did you think this? I like represented- that. I, there are a lot of good, interesting songs on the album. Um, have thought- you been sinning? I yeah. feel like that you've been sinning, haven't you? You're a sinner. Yeah. Oh, big. What'd time. you do? Oh, gluttony. Yeah. yeah. What? What is it? Murder. Yeah, murder. Is murder one of the sins? Seven, seven deadly sins? No. Mur- what? It, what is? Uh, what would murder fall under? In the seven deadly wrath, days? perhaps wrath, pride, mm. envy. I mean, it depends on how, why you killed someone. You really need to find a motive before you can assign it a seven deadly sin. By the way, I was at um, uh, in Salem for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and we went to the um, the museum. I in the the pirate I, museum or the death museum. The no, like the actual was it not peacock? It's a uh, God, I can't believe I can't think. Turkey. Of the, the the name of the the museum. I sound like an idiot. Oh 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 um. Peabody. Peabody. Yeah, the Peabody. 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 That's how they pronounce it. Oh, yeah? yeah? In Salem? Peabody. Well, they had a really cool uh, Asian uh, uh, exhibit. And the one, there was a really cool thing of, like, the seven deadly sins were all, like, like little children riding, like, a carousel. And each carousel was an animal. And that represented the, like, the, the, the emotion of the seven deadly sins. And the child was in black and white. And then there was like a monkey dancing on top of the pole that represented the sin itself. It was huh. really, really cool. I wish I would have got the name of the artist, but I'm going to look into that. But I don't know what we were talking about, so there it is. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it was really cool. That was very trippy. Yeah, dude. Salem was a good time. Salem's always a weird spiritual place. Salem's a good time. Mm. Cold. Got cold out there. Yes, it is. Scott, you're just staring but, um, at Jim right because now. Because he always seems like he's about to say oh, something. I'm just, I'm just nodding like... Mm. Yeah. Oh, I, mm. I feel like you were about to... I'm just like, acknowledging that I, I hear I'm, that. I want... Because we interrupt him a lot. So yeah. I was waiting for him to finish his thought. Um, And it always looks like you're about to say something. Or are you working on your essay? It looked essays? like you were staring at him to figure out what his sin was. Like you were you were yeah. getting him to repent. Yeah. But well, I, clearly I he's been eating pickles. The, um, you know, the theme... Really, of repenting, is she's really? I don't think she's really saying that she is a sinner, but a lot of the themes of her music are dealing with her own trauma of like physical abuse that she's had in her life, and that feeling that you sometimes have when you're on the wrong end of abuse and you feel like you are the one that needs to be repenting. Is there a right end of abuse when you're on the wrong Uh, end of abuse? uh, Like you are the one being abused. Right, but the right. What's the right end of abuse? It's it's worse to be on the end that's being abused. The worst end of abuse. The, yes. The right end is the one who's abusing. The abused. You're on the right end of abuse. Oh my lord. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, no. I that's... know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> There's no right end of abuse. It, it was poorly stated, but I think you get what I mean. Okay. All my time is spent focused on my freedom now. Why would I join them when I know that I could beat them now? They put their words on me and they can eat them now. That's probably why they keep on telling me I'm needed now. They tried to box me out while taking what they want from me. I spent too many years living too uncomfortably. Making room for people who didn't like the labor but wanted the spoils. Greedy, selfish behavior. Now let me give it to you balanced and with clarity. I don't need to turn myself into a parody. I don't I do not do the shit you do for popularity. They clearly didn't understand when I said I get out apparently. My awareness like Keanu in the Matrix. I'm saving souls and y'all complaining about my lateness. Now it's illegal for someone to walk in greatness. They want the same, they want the same, but they don't take risks. Now the world will get to see its own reflection. And the anointed can pursue that song is Nobody off the album King's Disease Part 2. That's Nas's, uh sequel to King's Disease, an album about gout. 
Just kidding. Uh, that song is yeah. featuring Miss Lauren Hill and the interesting. So this song, I think, is my favorite song of the year. Uh, it, obviously, anybody who's ever listened to this show or ever met me knows that Nas is one of my all-time favorites. Period. I'm not a huge fan of all his later stuff. It's not bad. It's just, I don't know, doesn't grip me as much as it used to, but I still will always give it a listen because I love Nas. The King's Disease, first, the, the, the first one, I was like, nah, it's okay. This album is tremendous. It's really good, and it reconnects him with Lauren Hill, who, if you remember, back in the 90s, was, uh, was singing the hook on If I Ruled the World, which was the song that really put Nas in the main stage. Like, obviously, Illmatic made him a hip-hop legend, but then his second album uh, featured the main uh, track, If I Ruled the World, which had Lauren Hill singing the hook. So, Lauren Hill has not been around for years. I mean, she's mm-hmm. been, you know, dealing with her own things, and this song and this verse really comes out and addresses a lot of the shit that she's been going through and like the matrix when she well that was she brought up the matrix but she but that was the she was like she's saving lives and you're worried about my lateness like because she would was known to like show up to concerts like hours late well she was she was busy you know what i mean like she was doing something like her whole thing was like she got what what do you mean what was she doing i don't know but that was the point of the the lyric i could tell can i tell you something Hmm. one of my biggest fucking pet peeves in the world is lateness Okay. I hate when people are late. <laughs> okay. Well, she was saving lives. Like, well, what, like, what do you mean? I don't know, man. Ask her. I don't know her. I didn't get a chance to interview her before. You're worried about episode. my lateness. I'm saying, fuck you. Be on time. Okay. Well, that was save lives on time. You can save lives and also be on time. <laughs> Let's just go to the next song. Why? It just you, you take the you take the wind out of all the sails. Like, no, I don't. Shut up. It's true though. What I'm what, why because I'm not agreeing with you. No, you just you you you, you pick you pinpointed a, a small portion of the song. That's what we're doing. It, That's literally what we're doing. It, you turned it into like a, a a joke, dude. It's not a joke. You're saying that she's she's all this like almighty, and you're saying you're saying bringing up that. you're bringing up the fact that she's like, hey, you know, I'm out there saving lives. I don't have time for this concert, and I'm asking you, okay, what was she doing? Because you brought up the saving lives things a couple times. I'm like, okay, well. What lives was she saying? I don't know. That's the point of the lyric. You have to like listen to see what she's saying okay, and understand so her point. I feel like it's a valid. Scott hates lyrics. But yeah. I, no, I'm sorry, but I feel like it's he a valid fuck and lyrics. I feel like it's a valid thing to bring up. Whose lives was she saving that she couldn't be on time for her concert? I don't know, but that was isn't doesn't it make you kind of want to figure it out, that find out, and be like, oh hey, that was interesting sure it does make me want to find out that's an interesting thing she said she brought up a a rebuttal to something that everyone's been giving her a hard time for she's also i mean the fact that she hasn't been around in forever like the whole reason why i wanted to talk about this was like it it, when this song came out it was a it's on Nas's album so i've always been listening to Nas, but i haven't listened to lauren hill and the miseducation of lauren hill or any of the fuji albums and when this came out it reminded me like oh my god how amazing is she? Like, not even just as an artist, but like as an MC. First off, she's incredible, but she's got one of the greatest all-time voices in the game. And the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. When this album came out, I listened to this. I put this song on repeat. Then I went back and listened to all her older stuff. And I think that is what makes a song that comes out 
a newer song that makes you want to go back and revisit classics that you probably don't listen to all the time because there's just so much shit out there. Mm-hmm. For a perfect example, Disney Plus has a new documentary on the Beatles about uh, Get Back, about that uh, that certain time of their career. Mm-hmm. Well, as soon as you watch that, what do you do? You immediately start listening to the Beatles again. Like Any reason to make you want to go back and reappreciate things that you loved in the past, I think is a very powerful thing, and that's why new music can have that power, especially from artists that you adored in the past, like Anaz, who's one of my all-time favorites, Lauren Hill, who has been missing and has been late and has done this and has done that for the last 15 years. I think she spent time in prison for tax evasion. I'm not really sure. Saving lives. She's saving lives. But like that is, I think that's the cool part of new music is when it makes you appreciate things that you used to love in the past and then go back and revisit them. Was she in jail? I don't know. I think she's... I think she, yeah. For a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think for a good period. Really? I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, she was... Uh, Tax she, evasion, baby. She, she, like, and, and then, of course, everyone's like, oh, she's crazy. She's nuts. She's this. She's that. And I don't know if that's true. And I think that what the, that's the important thing is, like, Scott, your, re, your response to that is how most people feel about her. And I think her verse on this song is her addressing that. It's basically like, you know, I like record labels and stuff really like screwed her over. And then of course the media was like, Oh, she's crazy. And that's cause that's just the easy way to do. That's just how you I mean. It's clickbait. But back then it was just like, you're selling, you're selling, you know, newspapers and it's just how you, you just, you, you, you take an artist and the, God forbid they make a mistake. And then you just basically black hole them and or blacklist them throughout the game. And it's just like, She's finally comes up on a Nas album and kind of addresses it. She doesn't come right out and be like, yeah, hey, listen, I was doing this. Or, you know, like, that's why I think if you go back and, like, just keep listening to her verse especially, it's like, you know, I think it addresses a lot of the shit that maybe unfairly or fairly was labeled on her. And I think it's, it's cool if you're a fan of her or just at least knew what was going on in her life she's finally addressing it as like yeah you know it is what it is and did you ever think that maybe this was happening no of course not because you just listen to whatever the media tells you and you just assume the record label's right you never stop to ask if the artist was okay you know like you never stop to be like hey maybe they're dealing through some shit that you don't give a shit about because you just see them on on the newspaper or you're on the magazine but you don't know maybe they're saving lives maybe they're yeah, saving lives but you actually don't know what any of that is that's the problem is that we don't really have enough knowledge to, to but, like back up lauren hill when we literally have no idea but, but at least it's a it's a step in the point of like oh there is a second side to that story yes, let yes. me go find out a, let me try to point. find out what it is sure and then th- what i will say is that her being in jail is actually a great segue to my next pick mm.
Okay, so this is Down and Out Downtown um, by St. Vincent off the album Daddy's Home. And the, the, okay, so this is actually a new Discovery album for me. I didn't realize that St. Vincent had come out with an album. I'm a big St. Vincent fan, so I was like, what? How did I not realize this? And then on further digging, I realized she just came out with a second album. So she's come out with two albums in 2021. Oh, wow. This album in particular is really, really good. Um, and the reason I bring up the jail thing is it's because it's about her father getting out of jail. So her oh. dad was was in jail and he got out. And this recently al- or as a child? No, he he just got out of jail oh, wow. like very okay. recently. Yeah. Um, and she figured she'd talk about it in this album. So it's called mm-hmm. Daddy's Home because obviously Daddy's Home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's actually how Scott introduces himself every day in the office. That's true. When I come in the office and I go, Daddy's Home. Um, but what I like about this album in particular, and Sam Vincent is a um, guitar player and she's really known for being a really for like great guitar player and sort of a force of nature in the um late 2000s and and uh she's won some grammys and she's she's just really talented her album saint vincent is like incredible um but this album but the thing is she's very contemporary so like a lot of the stuff she does sounds super modern this album kind of goes is is a little bit more organic so you heard there in the intro like it's very real drums that just sounded like all real instruments you hear a lot of roads you hear a lot of organic drum sounds rather than electronic drums um and the whole album kind of has that arc so it's really interesting and it's a great listen if if you're into saint vincent and you want to hear a little bit more of a sort of vulnerable um uh organic sound uh that's a little bit of a departure from her regular sound this is a great album to listen to do you know why she goes by the name saint vincent no I don't either. Okay. Cool. I thought you had a tidbit did, for me. I did set that up as if I were about to drop some knowledge. I was literally I, asking. No, her. I do not know, um, but I love her. I think she's got such a great presence. I'd like to see her live. Like She has a great like live feel. Like she, She's she been on SNL a couple times, and every mm-hmm. time it's like, whoa, what the fuck's going on here? Mm-hmm. Better hope she shows up on time. Well, I'm sure she well, will. Yeah. Because I don't she, think she saves lives. She's not saving lives. Yeah. She's just making music. You know, yeah. She's not saving lives. Are you a St. Vincent fan, Nick? I'd be honest with you, I'm not a, I don't know much about her. Yeah. This was actually one of the albums that I found while I was looking, and I, I tried to put a song on uh, from the album, but uh, you know, Spotify notified me that the whole that, album that, that was already on. That particular song was already on the playlist. Um, so I wouldn't. Well, say, I'm sorry that you wait to <laughs> five minutes before the episode to put um, put songs on. So I wouldn't say I'm a huge. You know, give yourself a little bit more time. Maybe they're not yeah. on yet. So I wouldn't say I'm like some giant fan, but what I heard, I was like, this is really freaking good. Yeah, it's definitely worth a listen if yeah. you guys have uh, some extra time. Listen to the whole album, and you can actually find the whole album on the larger playlist. I don't know if you're aware of that. Tell the 
So that is GSK by the band Squid off their album Bright Green Field. Um, and GSK stands for GlaxoSmithKline, the uh, British pharmaceutical company. So this album, um, as you might guess, is uh, recorded in the middle of COVID um, during lockdown. And it it basically has a ton of like dystopian themes. So I love dystopia. Yeah. I know, right? Scott would love dystopia. Um, but you know, this song in particular I thought I thought was really interesting. One, I just love the sound of it. It's some like weird, like new wave sounding thing. Um, but they've got like a little punk in there. According to Wikipedia and some reviews, there's Krautrock in here. Which I heard some influences maybe at the end of this song. Really? Not hearing, did, couldn't find any particular Krautrock beats as I was listening through, but I need to, you know, maybe give it a more dedicated listen to find it. Um, so I thought that was at least interesting. But, um, you know, I, I picked this particular track because I, I like the title and the themes. It's, it's about a pharmaceutical company, which is pretty interesting in the time of, you know, it's a little bit of a reference to, I think, the time of COVID, but it also has two other themes, potentially one, the like sort of boring dystopia of going to your white collar job every day, perhaps working for GlaxoSmithKline um, and, you know, sitting there at your desk doing your thing and then going, go, you know, going home at the end of the day and that that's your life. Um, and also... I think the idea of kind of like popping pills and altering your reality to deal with things um, is like the other sort of underlying theme in the song. Um, but this was a new discovery for me. This the band has been around for a couple of years. This this is their debut album, though. They've had a couple. They've had an EP or two that that's come out prior. But um, oh, so they just yeah. came out with a whole album. Did you put yeah. the whole album on the playlist? Uh, you know, I didn't, but I I figured if you like it, you can click. It's it's one click away from uh, hearing the whole album. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. This is great. I'm going to go and listen. I'm uh I've never even heard of this band and I'm going to go listen to the entire album. Nice. Um especially the end of this track cuz you piqued my interest when you said mm -hmm. that there were some kraut elements. Yeah, there's some interest there's a little synth going on at a sequence synth going on at the end of this that definitely had me feeling some kraut rock, but yeah, no real like motoric beat or anything that I had found, but maybe throughout the rest of the album. What what was the name of the uh the Stevie Wonder's synth? Oh gosh, T thing? Tonto or something? Tonto. Tonto. Yeah. Yeah. That is Holiday by Turnstile off the album Glow On. And I did put this entire album on the playlist because mm. the entire album is fantastic. In fact, this song is actually a part of a uh, the music video or mini movie, if you will, is three songs from the album kind of all mashed together. And it's really, really cool. They, uh, there's not really anything going on, but it's just shot really, 
really well. So if you're into the uh, the video side of music videos, I highly recommend checking out uh, Turnstile's latest video. Um, this is brand new to me. They've been around for a little bit. My buddy Matt actually put me onto this. Um, it, it's it's described as hardcore punk, but it definitely is to me way more. It's not. Hardcore punk scene, I don't know, maybe I'm just wrong and don't understand it, but hardcore punk, like the hardcore scene, has a connotation that's not this. This is very progressive in that sense. There's also a lot of, there's like there's a hip-hop element to it as well, if you listen to the album, and it's just, it's got, it's got like an 80s pop vibe as well to it, as well as the hardcore punk element. It's yeah, just, I was going to say, it sounds more pop than it does hardcore. It, yeah, exactly. But so maybe like, I'm misunderstanding what hardcore punk is. Maybe I'm not, a, too. I'm not a huge punk guy. Uh, well, but. That's, so I stopped listening to punk a long time ago, and this is why my buddy Matt said, oh, no, no, you don't understand. There's a new scene. And I'm like, what are you talking mm. about? And he played me this song. And there's another band like Pup. Uh, you know, there's there's a new scene of punk. And it's like, I, I hate using the word progressive because, you know, they're, they're younger guys that are making this music. But, like, they're more, it's not the punk rock that we thought of in the 80s or even in the 90s. You know, it's, it's a whole different vibe and a whole different scene and i'm really into it i really like i love the energy there's almost like a positivity to it uh and it's just a really good high energy you know it has that thrashing element but it also has like we said pop elements there's a little hip-hop mm. element to the production of it i think they're an extremely talented band and they're you know it's poppy in the sense that it's catchy you know like like you listen to this song and 20 minutes later you're like humming it in your head you're like how the hell did a hardcore punk song become so melodic in my brain and that's one of the reasons why i think they're very talented the whole album's really good it is i will say like a lot of artists i think nowadays by the time you get to track eight or nine of the album you're like all right i get it next you know what i mean like you you know that's why i, I like mm-hmm. e- i like yeah. eps are you a really an album guy nick i don't know it, it has to be different for me. Like the album has to be. You need what you. What I think Nick likes is an arc, or, or an album that is actually an album rather than a collection of songs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Meaning there's an arc to the album, or yeah. there's a theme, mm-hmm. or there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, I, I think that's what makes a good album. Instead of taking like 15 mm-hmm. songs, sticking them on a the thing because those are the ones you had written yeah. at yeah. that moment in time, I and agree. making them an album, mm-hmm. rather make it so that the album is cohesive and makes sense. Yeah. that it's, And the album should not be longer, really, than like 45 and, minutes. And it sounds, mm-hmm. it sounds better. I mean, each song can stand alone, but sounds better if you hit play and let it play all the way through. It kind of makes a little bit more sense. It adds a little bit added to it. Because I, I don't, it doesn't matter who it is. If I love an artist and I put on their, you know, by six songs into it straight of the same, I mean, artists sound like, them i mean like they have a particular signature sound and if you listen to it over and over and over again you're like okay i get it next like i'm i'm constantly maybe that's my add acting up mm. but like i'm always floating around and be like okay i like that I, lo- I like that now let's move over to this and it's just kind of one of those i don't know you, you listen to the same thing over and over again you just like you get you just you get it but anyways don't don't let me deter you from the the album it's, it's a mm. really good album Go check out the video. Actually, the video is really cool. It's shot beautifully, and I, it, it's like I said, there's not anything going. It's like a typical 
it looks like a, a, like a 90s gene uh, commercial. Hmm. And then you're just like, but then you kind of get into it and kind of understand their world and just like, they're a really cool band. I, I really dig this, uh, the whole style and this whole new new scene of, uh, I guess, hardcore punk, but I don't know. You know, you know who else has a signature sound? Who is that? Two thousand twenty-two is a year of the tiger, according to the Chinese zodiac. Starting from February first, two thousand twenty-two, and lasting until January twenty-first, two thousand twenty-three. Born in a year of the tiger, are predicted to be brave, competitive, unpredictable, and confident. They will experience their zodiac birth sign year in 2022, which is considered bad luck. Thank you. Mm. That was a live read with Tidbit Jim. Wait, so this is the year of the tiger and it's going to be a bad luck year? If you are, if you were born in the year of the tiger, your birth year is a bad luck year. Uh, How do you know if you're born in the year of the tiger? You got to go back and figure that out. I mean, I have my eye on the tiger of the tiger. Sound Tony the tiger. Sounds, uh, sounds like I'm a. Uh, sounds like I might be a tiger zodiac sign. Think about like back in the day, before we had iPods or iPhones, and you could just have instant access to anything you want musically. Mm. Like back in the time when this music would have been the prominent type of music, you you only hear music when you go to church. Or you only hear yeah. music like at, at at a concert hall. Like you're not like walking around. I mean, maybe you hear the jester in the Renaissance, you know, market or whatever. But like, you, th- th- you can hear a guy with a guitar, basically. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, or, when like, you go arrangements, the think organ. about think about how spiritual of an event that would be. You know, you walk into the church and you hear this these voices, and you're like, holy shit! You never heard anything like that before. Yeah. You ever think about like if you take somebody from like the goth period or whatever or like from those times, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you like they are in the future and there's like there's like nine inch nails playing. Yeah. Like I always wonder about like what are they does that sound good to them or are they like "Ah!" I mean that's probably I mean think about and look, I'm not I'm not trying to knock this or say anything odd, but I mean think about the grip that music holds on you when you walk into church and like mm-hmm. that's part of it like that's how they how they get you to be like you walk into a church where the acoustics are something special and there's an organ playing or a choir singing and the oh i mean that is something especially at this time where you don't get to hear that anytime else you walk in there and your brain is like oh fuck like we're this is something worldly like beyond beyond my comprehension because it it's it's powerful as hell especially if you like now you walk into yeah 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 i can listen mm-hmm. to 17 songs like that on, on, on the drop of my thumb on my phone but like back then to your point scott you walk into a church and you hear that music your brain doesn't know how to comprehend that now you're like okay whatever you tell me i'm going to do because i'm now scared and terrified of whatever's happening in this room right now yeah mm-hmm yeah, but yeah, this the music I chose. It was recorded this year, which I wanted to pick something that was recorded this year, but it was very old. So um, it's a collect. It's a collection of music off of uh, I think Gothic Voices is the group and the album. Um, 
and oh no, Echoes of an Old Hall is actually the album. Gothic. That's a great name. I know, right? But that that's it's exactly what you're saying. It's supposed to be that feeling of like you're you're in like the old church in like the 1200s, and this is just your world. Must have smelled bad though. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I mean, you, the frankincense. You probably didn't notice though. Yeah. Yeah, because the frankincense. But think about being yeah. like on the street when someone like threw shit out their window because there's no sewage or anything like that yeah. you know what I mean they just right. throw shit out the window yeah, yeah. but it probably like it, how do you not get hit by shit and piss all the time or do you and it's like whatever I don't know I think I mean, that became a bigger problem in like the 16, 1700s in cities were just like like Paris so dense yeah they were so dense you just had shit thrown on yeah. you yeah mm-hmm it sounds pretty fun, actually. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, know. but you'd probably be accustomed to it. Really humbles you. Your sense, you, you your, grow up that way. Your sense yeah. of smell would just be like, yeah, yeah, like, whatever. It smells like piss. When we went to yeah. Vermont, we we brought a couple of New York boys with us, and they were just like, oh my god, what is that? And like, it's cow shit. Oh yeah, the cow shit. It's cow shit. I like to smell it's cow for, shit. It's Vermont. Yeah. I mean, that's what it smells like. It smells like, like aged wine. Yeah, yeah. that's fresh country air. I love it. Christmas. Without you I'll be so That is Nora Jones. The song is Blue Christmas off the album I Dream of Christmas, which is a Christmas album that Nora Jones put out in October, actually, of this year. And beat us I, to it. Yeah, she beat us to it because she's good. And this is how you actually make a Christmas album. I don't know if you listen. <laughs> I don't know if you've listened <laughs> to this. Supposed to mean? I don't know if you listened to this album, but it's recorded so beautifully. Nora Jones is just so talented. I mean, she could sing anything uh i I don't want to say she could sing the phone book because that's what you normally would say in that phrase Mm -hmm. right yeah but she's she's just so talented um she just has a a a certain um je ne sais quoi you know what i'm saying yeah um and obviously Nora jones is grammy winning you know she she came to the forefront in 2002 i believe with come away with me where she won like every grammy that was possible um with that album produced by arif mardin um and she is the daughter of ravi shankar who is a famous sitar player and i pretty much like everything she does i could put on Nora jones anywhere anytime and it will immediately put me in a chill better mood i mean that is yeah. that's i yeah i mean that's a really good song it's El- i mean elvis has the writing credit on that one or no he didn't actually i have no idea i would strongly doubt that yeah. i don't think he has a writing credit on anything um but to pull this all together Nora jones is the daughter of a sitar player and this is a christmas album and on our christmas album which is out now mary pinchmas we three kings featuring one of our favorites, Adam Ahuja and Pablo Ilushans, as well. The drummer. The drummer, as well as the sitar player. Uh, Neil, I'm, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong and I feel terrible. Neil Murti. Murti. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Something like that. Go with it. Yeah, we have sitar on our on our Christmas album, too. Yeah, so and I put say. this on, obviously, as a shameless plug for the, our album that came out this year, well, A Merry mm-hmm. Pinchmas. A Merry Pinchmas is out now. It's uh, receiving rave reviews, so if you have not downloaded it yet, please do so. It's, it's getting great reviews by all of our friends and family. Because they are they are obligated to tell us that. But there is something I did want to bring up, though, Scott, before you go to the next song. Uh, we have a lot of, on the bigger playlist, 
we here at Pinch Recording and Pinch Records have put out a lot of work, a lot of art this year, and we put it on the playlist. And I don't want to sit here and just, you know, pat ourselves on the back here, but uh, I'm very proud and happy to have worked on a, a lot of that work. And um, I think, you know, you two, the Synth Daddies came out this year. I think that was a fantastic album. Uh, you got to have a couple other albums out. I mean, Scott, you're... You know it's not actually called the Synth Daddies, right? Yes, I understand mm, okay. that. Uh, uh, your country it's called album, Nothing Something. Your country album came out this past year. That's mm. right. Uh, but be- And that was a... Um, you had Josh Brocky on the album mm-hmm. who is the lead singer of the night spins who is a band that i've discovered who released new music this year that's on the big playlist and i think the night spins are one of those bands that you got to keep an eye on because they are fantastic and josh sings with such emotion and energy that you don't see too often nowadays and it's it's phenomenal and all because he came into the studio to record with scott i then got to follow him and his band the night spins so check out the night spins they're fantastic there's a lot of music coming out on pinch records which is our label and you can go to pinchrecords.com to see all the music and we do music and comedy so if you're a comedy fan and you want to hear some comedy albums we do that as well and thank you very much for all the shameless plugs hey you got to plug your shit you know what i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) get that on the shirt you got to plug your shit So that is Promises. Uh, I believe it's the beginning of the sixth movement. Um, by what would give you that impression? <laughs> well, it's if you you say the title is called Movement Six. Oh, yeah. Um, but th- it's one single piece called Promises, which is divided into nine movements. Um, and it is by Floating Points, who really composed it, Pharaoh Sanders, and the London Symphony Orchestra. So this was the one where I was aware of the artist. All I guess all three artists I was aware of had no idea this was a thing, though. Had no idea they had a collaboration. Um, one reason you might not expect them to have a collaboration is Floating Points is 35 years old. He's an electron- modern, very modern, cutting-edge electronic musician. Um, Pharaoh Sanders is 81 years old, a free jazz saxophonist, pioneer of the spiritual jazz movement, played in John Coltrane's band. Um, basically, in... 2015, uh, Pharaoh Sanders heard an album of Floating Points and said, this is cool. And he just called him up and said, let's meet for lunch. And they just like talked about an idea to do something together. Um, so the album was really, it was five years in the making, um, composed by Floating Points mostly. And then they brought in the London Symphony Orchestra to like add in these huge like string cells, wow. string swells and lines. I and have to listen to have, this. Like what we just heard is, is obviously very nice little little piece there but you have to listen to the whole thing oh man i'm so down this is right up uh, my alley i've i didn't know this existed either and it sounds amazing yeah so you know it's it, it, it i think it's so cool because it it bridges generations which is, i feel like there's there's so much you know conflict 
in the world and, you know, maybe not so much war right now, but so much conflict between everything, between generations even where it's like you're supposed to hate the other generation. And I think it's so cool, you know, you have to like your genre of music and they're bringing in all these different genres, um, music from, you know, very, you know, modern electronic music, a free jazz guy, and then classical from the from the London Symphony Orchestra. It's, it's just like bridging all that um, and bringing it together. Again, recorded in the time of COVID. At least the strings were recorded in the time of COVID. And just, I, I just thought it was a very cool sense of togetherness. And the whole thing is like a dream, basically, I think is really what it's supposed to be. The first six movements start, it's like swelling and swelling and swelling until this, it, it reaches its peak in the middle of this movement. And then the strings drop out. And then it's just the two of them going with like this sort of free improvisation between electronic music and and the saxophone wow um, so it's, it's a journey i'm down man yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna take this journey this weekend mm-hmm. maybe i'll put my headphones on and i'm gonna go i'm gonna fucking go all promised out mm-hmm. yeah go for it thanks uh, for bringing this to my attention yeah this is the reason we do the podcast or at least one of the reasons to find new music and to save lives and to save lives yeah. yes That is Little Sims. The song is Introvert. This album is Sometimes I Might Be Introvert. And this was a album that came out of nowhere for me. I'd never even heard of this artist before. Um, but like to Jim's, to Jim's point of what he just said is it's it's funny how we have to like hate other generations of music. And I'm very much I'm a hip-hop fan, but... Uh, I just do not like today's artists. I just don't. They're not for me. I don't like them. So for me to bring up hip-hop that came out this year, what what do I have on the playlist? I have Nas, Lauryn Hill. I put Method Man on. I put um, Pharaoh Monch, who's 13, with Daru Jones, who actually recorded here, Pinch Recording, with Caillou. Um, they're all old-school, legendary hip-hop artists. So when they make new music, that's not like a new artist. Little Sims is a newer artist. I mean, she's been around for a while, but you know, she's uh she's British and Nigerian and I've never even heard of her. And I don't know how I I don't know how this came across my desk and I was listening to it and this whole album just took me by storm. Like the intro of that song, which was very long, was just kind of like really gripped me and then I didn't let go until like track and I was like, holy hell, this is a great album. This is a fantastic album. Never that heard of this. pretty good for you. I know. Usually I'm like <laughs> tapping out six. All right, yeah. next. Uh, this whole album is great. She's great. I, I think this, this song is fantastic. 
Um, it's just a real, just a really cool. Yeah, new another one of those that that I'd like to check out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounded yeah. really intense. Yeah. yeah, and the production of this is really good too. So it's not just like kind of like you know SoundCloud rappers and this mumble rap. That's, I mean, it is what it is. But it's fucking Kids garbage. These days. It's fucking garbage. I mean, it's garbage. And you listen to this and you remember, mm. oh shit, hip hop is actually an art form, and it's not just you know, hit record in the corner of your bedroom and put it out on SoundCloud and now you're a rapper. Like, this is legit music and, and legit talent. Um, so, I, I, it's a really good album. And Scott, I think you'd actually enjoy the, the, the production of it a lot, actually. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I gotta say, I, I feel like this is a really good playlist, an episode playlist. It's a really good larger playlist. And to those of you who say that music is dead and that there's no good music coming out anymore, you're wrong. There's tons of really good music. You just have to look for it. Yeah, and that's almost... Is Nick one of those people? A little bit. (laughs) No, well, that's not really. I I, I know. In fact, yeah, in fact, I will say to Nick's credit, Mm -hmm. he is very good at listening to new music and to upcoming artists and supporting artists. Um, You know, he's always looking for new shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, and, and I that think, may be the only nice thing I've ever said to you. I know, Nick. thanks. Yeah, wow. We should just end it now. Uh, the thing is about new music is it's like it's easy to say, uh, new music sucks. I just said it, literally just said it about hip hop. But if you put the time and effort, because your Spotify new release isn't going to be necessarily what you want to hear, you have to go digging for it. And to me, as a music fan, that's one of the best parts is going the search. The search for something new. You know, it's like, that's the whole point of why we do this. So, yes, it's speaking easy of to say. New, speaking but, of new, what is this? What are we going out on today? Uh, this is uh, another one of uh, the Pinch Music family members. He's in. He's on the new Christmas album. This is Kevin Bernstein, also known as Cave Magic. And this song he just released this year and actually made my uh, Spotify rap list because I listened to this song all year long i hope you enjoyed it's k magic follow him on spotify follow him on instagram it's k magic kevin bernstein and next week thanks for listening by the way and follow us on pinch recording at instagram um or you know whatever and then uh <laughs> <laughs> or don't some so um next week we're doing madonna right madonna yeah, next madonna, week finally. all right so uh happy holidays everybody yeah. Paper House.